You're listening to episode number 11 of the Boys Built Better podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about holiday shopping for boys. Welcome to the Boys Built Better podcast. I'm Jessica, a mom of three boys who is just trying to do things better. I'm coming to you from Fort Collins, Colorado, where I live with my husband, our boys, and a whole lot of four-legged friends. I'm here to share my thoughts on raising boys in today's world, find answers to your parenting questions, and chat with experts about building happy, healthy boys. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening. I am, it's Cyber Monday. I'm recording this episode the day before I'm going to release it, and it is down to the wire because I had this idea come up this weekend and I thought I would go ahead and make it this week's show since it's what happened to me. Maybe it's something that's happening to you. I just thought I'd talk about holiday shopping for boys. And I'm actually going to tell you exactly what my kids are going to get for Christmas. So if you know me uh, or you know my kids, please don't spill the beans because I am actually going to tell you what they're getting for Christmas. And here is why. Because I did some shopping this weekend. I was just kind of looking around on Black Friday, looking around um, a couple of times, of course, the weekend. And I was looking for what to get, specifically for my 12-year-old, who doesn't seem to want anything, which is great, right? He doesn't feel like he needs much. um, But I still feel like I need to have him get him a couple of things to open on Christmas morning. So I was asking the internet what to get a 12-year-old boy. I put it in my Google search bar, and a whole bunch of listings came up, articles on what to get a very specific age of child. I am assuming since there was articles on what to get your 12-year-old boy, there are also articles on what to get your 5-year-old, your 6-year-old, whatever-year-old boy, your teen, your tween, your toddler. Um, And so I was going through these articles, and it felt like a whole bunch of hard work. These articles, to me, didn't seem like they were written by a parent, didn't take into account the kinds of of things that a parent might be thinking about when they're looking at gifts for the holidays, or why a parent might be looking at a specific gift. A lot of them contained like a lot of junk that might be thrown away in January because it was cheap and busted and broken. And I did find a couple of items. I have to think about whether or not I even purchased them. No, I did. I did. Um, but I it took a lot of combing through these lists that just to me didn't feel like they were written by somebody who was actually shopping for these boys or got gift these gifts as a present and a boy loved them. So I just kind of wanted to throw another list out there. It will come up probably at the bottom if you were to search for this on the internet. I would imagine I'm not going to be near the top because there are so many of these lists. But I just wanted to chat about what my kids are getting for Christmas, a couple of our traditions associated with gift giving. And I wanted to give you some ideas uh, from a real parent who really put some thought and effort into what she was going to get her kids. So let's get started. Instead of organizing this by kid, because I have a six-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 12-year-old, I I thought I would group it by the types of gifts that I like to give. Now, full disclosure, I could definitely be better at gift giving. One of the things I'm trying this year is I'm giving my oldest an experience instead of more stuff, because we totally don't need more stuff. And so... 
if you are not into stuff, (laughs) then this might not be the episode for you because we are actually going to be talking about the stuff that they're getting. I'll talk about the experience as well. The way I'm going to organize this is by the types of gifts that I sort of regularly give. And the first type of gift that I give is I give every one of my kids every year a game. And the reason why I give everybody a game is that I really enjoyed playing games as a kid. I think I could have played more games. I really, it was something that I kind of always wanted to do with my family. And because I enjoyed it so much, I think it's great time together. There's a whole bunch of skills involved in playing a game. You know, obviously a a strategy games, there's a lot of cognitive skills involved in playing a game, but also just the being together and working together and waiting your turn and for younger kids counting. So every year, everybody gets a game. And so this year, my oldest is going to get the game Catan, which was a bit of a splurge, actually. I didn't, usually the games is like a pretty small budget item. But the basic starter box for Catan was was definitely more expensive. But that is the first foray for us into like more gaming type games, games that are um, require a little bit more time and effort and strategy. So my oldest is getting the game Catan, and my middle son is getting a Shut the Box game which is a solo game. It's a game that you can play alone or you can play kind of one person tries to score and the next person tries to beat them. But this is a game that it's made out of wood and it has some numbers that you can flip up and flip down. And the goal is to flip down all of the numbers and sort of with dice, it's a dice game and you want to be able to shut the box. And it's a game, I got it for my son. I'm really excited about it, my middle son, because... It's a game that we've come across a couple of times when we've been out. Like if we've been at a, um, I think we were at a brewery. We live in Fort Collins. Breweries are super popular here. We were hanging at a brewery and they had a couple of games sitting out. And it was a game that we were first introduced to there. And we've come across it a couple other times. And it's something that he in particular always likes. So I'm really excited to give that to him. And then I came across a game from my youngest called Honeycomb. I think it's called Honeycomb. I actually don't have the game right in front of me. I'll have to, I will link to the actual name of the actual game, but I got it at Learning Express, which I think is a great place for games. I've bought a lot of games there. And it looks to be like the game Banana Tiles, or no, Bananagrams. And if you don't have that game, that's a great game. That, that would be more for adults or older kids. You have to be able to put a crossword puzzle together using tiles, and the object is to be the first one to use your tiles. And we've played it with my 12-year-old, so you could definitely gift it for that age range, and I'll link to that as well. But I got a game for my youngest called Honeycomb, which is honeycomb-shaped tiles that have pictures on them. And you need to, you get, you divide all of the tiles up, and your job is to work with your tiles and match the pictures on these honeycomb tiles to build out your honeycomb, and the person who does it first wins. So those are the games that my kids are getting this year. A couple of our favorites in the past have been the game Farkle, which is a really fun dice game, really easy to play, that my kids learned maybe at 8 and above would be a great game for. We have another game that was a really cheap card game called Sushi Go that's become one of our favorites, and that's kind of this strategy game where you have to you make scores, um, you build scores each round and you move your cards around the deck and you have to do some really forward thinking about 
what cards you want to play and and what your strategy is. And that's a great, easy, quick game. Another favorite is called Labyrinth. And it was, I actually bought a game the year that we bought Labyrinth. I bought a game called Enchanted Forest, which is by Ravensburger. And I bought it because I had it as a kid and I loved it. I remember loving that game. And I got another game by the same company called Labyrinth. Well, nobody liked Enchanted Forest except for me when I was a kid, apparently. Even this, when I was playing it, we never just had a really good game about it. But, or a really good round. Um, but we found this game called Labyrinth, which was so much fun, which involves moving pieces around the boards to change a maze. And you have to keep trying to get to specific objects. But on every turn, somebody changes the maze and, maze and the path that you can get to go there. And the last game I'm going to throw uh, on this list as a favorite game is called Feed the Woozle. And I'm throwing it on there because my six-year-old loves it. it he He's probably... He loves it definitely more than anybody else in our family because he wants to play it all the time. And, and now we're sort of reluctant to play it with him. It is a cooperative game. Uh, and he got it several years ago. He got it when he was really young. So this is a game that's appropriate for three-year-olds, four-year-olds. And you have to feed a monster. And you have to walk across the length of the table and feed the monster on the spoon. But the trick of the game is you, when you roll the dice, you get something that you have to do while you're walking the length of the table, like march or spin, so it makes it more difficult to feed the woozle. And my six-year-old loves it to this day. We had a game night with friends last week, and he brought feed the woozle and was trying to get everybody to play feed the woozle, so that's another family favorite. The next category that I like to gift my kids is a building category. I have two of my three kids really like to build things. So Legos has been a standard under the Christmas tree, and that's definitely one of, to go on our favorites. But this year, I'm stepping out of the box a little bit. We have tons and tons and tons of Legos, but I still wanted to give my oldest builder in particular something to build, and I kind of wanted to see uh, if I could get him interested in maybe more complicated building. He actually did a Lego robotics camp this summer and really wasn't that into it. I thought that might be the next level for him. and It wasn't. He really likes standard Lego sets. So I've, I've been thinking of a gift and trying to find something that may inspire him to build in a different way or to invent. And so I came across a product called Little Bits and they have a new Avenger set and it is about inventing and creating and starting to use electronic parts to get um, your invention to work in a certain way. And I thought that that could really be awesome for him. He's into superheroes, although he wouldn't tell you that he was. Don't tell him I told you that because he doesn't think it's that cool. Well, he thinks it's that cool, but he doesn't want his friends to know. Um, so I got this little bit set so that he can start to build with something different. And that's the other thing I do like to try and do with this is any gift in general, but specifically Christmas, is to see if there's something I can spark an interest in my child in a way that they hadn't expected before. So I will definitely consider anything that my kids tell me that what tell me that they want. But if you don't come up with an idea, then I'm gonna maybe come up with one on my own and it's gonna have a purpose behind it. So this little bit set, I was actually looking at a couple. There's another set called Makey Makey, and it, I think they describe it as something called a kit for inventors, and I was debating between the two, but I thought the superhero aspect of the little bit set might 
give my son some great buy-in. So that is what my 10-year-old is getting this year in terms of the building category. And the other little tiny gift that my kids are getting is called Plus Plus. And they're little tiny blocks that look like two pluses stuck together, and you can just create with them. And I think that they, they sell them in bigger kits, but they sell them in very small tubes. And it's a great activity for very a wide variety of ages of kids on the move. So every one of my kids actually is getting a small tube of those. We happen to be going on vacation really close to after Christmas, and I thought that that would make something that would be a great gift to go in a backpack. So they're getting some plus pluses as well as my 10-year-old who's getting the little bit set. In the past, the building category, we, again, love Legos. A couple years ago, we got some magnet tiles, which has been a fantastic gift for my youngest. He is now six, and I think he got them when he was four. And he actually asked for more of the tiles this year. So that, that is definitely a favorite. And then this other random building set called Straws and Connectors. My oldest, who is not a builder and has never really been that interested in building, came home from school one day asking if he could get a set called Straws and Connectors. And it was something that he used at school to build and really decided that he loved. And it is literally what it says. It is a bunch of straws that are harder plastic and connectors that allow you to connect the straws together to build bigger structures. And that is one of those gifts that is still in our toy room today and still gets played with regularly. So that's another great building gift. The next category is something active. I definitely like to include something physical for my kids, uh, especially for us. If it can be indoors, that's great. Just in the winter, we live in Colorado. So if it's something you can kind of get your wiggles out and also be inside, that's helpful. Or I'm happy to give active gifts and just wait for a nice day to go outside and use them. This year, my son, my oldest, who is a soccer player, is getting something called Dribble Up, which is a soccer ball. I think they have other balls as well, like a basketball, hence the name. And it's a ball that has an app component to it, and it can help you get better at soccer and improve your touches. So he is going to be getting that gift. He's also getting a ring toss game. Now, this is sort of mildly active, but he's a super big fan if we're out and about. And they have a game where you have the ring on the long string and you have to get it on the hook. Well, this is a more compact version of that game. I believe it's called Hooky. And it's a, a wooden circular board with some metal hooks on it and some plastic rings. And you have to stand back and actually just try and throw the rings onto the board. I thought that would be a great game he can even put in his room. Um, if he was hanging out in his room, he could he could play that game. It would also be great outside. My youngest is going to get a new scooter. He is the current owner of a hand-me-down scooter that is a little bit busted. And he is getting everybody. My oldest two had Razor scooters. Um, great, cheap scooter to have. And that's the hand-me-down that my my six-year-old has been riding around. But my oldest two have now, for birthdays, uh, moved up to a trick scooter, which has a wider handlebar. I'm sure it has a lot of other special attributes, but that's the only one that I can tell. 
And my six-year-old, who's not very great on the scooter, um, he and I were were scooting to pick his brother up to school. And I noticed how hard um, that the small scooter was, the razor was for him. And then another day he was, I was carrying his brother's bigger scooter and he got on that and was so much sturdier that he is going to get one of these larger scooters. It's definitely a little bit more expensive than the Razor scooter. That's sort of more of an entry-level scooter. But to me, I thought that would be a great present for him because he is so much more stable, and I think he'll be able to get himself moving more. Past favorites have to be in the active category. A few years ago, we did get a trampoline. I was terrified to get a trampoline for so long because I was afraid somebody might hurt themselves. We've had it now for a couple years, and it still gets used regularly, and I'm so glad that we did finally go ahead and get that trampoline. That was a favorite from a few years ago. Uh, Last year, a real favorite is called an easy roller, which is like a go-kart that you move with your feet and I believe can be used for up until 14. It has a couple of um, additional pieces that can make where you put your feet longer so it can last for a really long time. We still get compliments on it today. My six-year-old rides it all the time. I even thought about getting one for my 10-year-old and my 12-year-old, but thought we have enough of kind of those bikes and scooters in our garage. It's full. Uh, But the Easy Roller is something awesome to check out that is super, super fun and really easy to use. Next category is technology. Uh, I am giving a couple of gaming gifts this year. Uh, Not for my oldest. He's not getting anything. He's got plenty of stuff. I'm actually giving um, my six-year-old a DS, a 2DS. Um, We, like I said before, we're going on vacation and his brothers have the Nintendo DS, which is a portable gaming system. And it's great to take on vacation because there are games that you don't need internet access to versus just playing like an app on a phone to keep somebody busy on a plane. So because of the trip, he is getting a DS, which I think he's going to love. The problem is, is that he already probably plays video games too much. So that's something that we're going to have to figure out. Shopping tip from... (laughs) Uh, me, I totally got him a used refurbished DS. It was a lot cheaper. I know he's likely to not take care of it. So while you're doing your shopping, I've got a list coming up, some recommendations coming up on books, or I'm telling you the books that I bought. And I absolutely bought every single one of those books used. If you go onto Amazon, they have a section where you can buy used books. And I'm a huge fan of getting those things pre-owned when I can to save dollars and just to to save on, you know, putting more stuff out there. The other piece of technology that I'm getting is also kind of the experiential gift that I'm working on this year. Instead of just giving things, my oldest is getting a subscription to a website slash app called Flow Key. He got a used <laughs> keyboard just before his birthday. It was 20 bucks. I bought it from a friend because he mentioned being interested in learning how to play the piano. Um, and I certainly didn't want to buy him a new keyboard until I knew he was interested. So this year under the tree, he is getting a certificate for a year's worth of this app that should help him learn how to play the piano. I'm hoping for him specifically, he really enjoys playing video games, that this might kind of bridge the gap between learning a new skill but having a technical component and that that's going to be awesome plus secretly 
I enjoy trying to play that stuff as well. So I may also play that. Don't tell him. Uh, past favorites in technology. I will tell you that my oldest absolute favorite was the gold pass that I got him a couple years ago. Um, maybe I now regret that because he plays Fortnite all the time, but he, um, definitely loves any kind of Xbox gift certificate. And my middle son did wind up with an iPod touch last year that he really liked so that he could listen to music and he can play a couple of games as well. He also uses it to listen to audible every night, both my my oldest, who now has a phone, and my middle son, who now has this iPod Touch, use those devices every night to listen to Audible, um, which is cool. We had a conference with my fourth grade, my fourth grader's teacher, and she said, you know, a lot of kids don't listen to reading very much anymore, so I'd really think it's great if you are still reading aloud to your child or he's hearing literature read out loud. And and of all the things we heard that day, we kind of thought, oh, good, well, we can check that box. That's definitely happening. And that's just because of those devices and, and using um, Audible every night. Those are some of our technology favorites. The last category that I'm going to talk about is books. In addition to the categories, all of these categories that I'm talking about, these are the categories that I am thinking about. You don't necessarily get a gift from every category every year. You will definitely get a game every year, and you will definitely get a book every year. And this year, my youngest is getting an elephant and piggy book. We have tons of them. They are some of our favorites. But he is really working on his pre-reading skills. And the elephant and piggy books are so great for, for so many pre-reading skills that we're adding another one to our library. He's also getting some search and find books, which he really likes. And those are Star Wars themed. You have to find the Wookiee. And he is getting those books for Christmas as well. Now, I will say those ones I had to buy new. The rest of the books that I'm going to mention in a second I bought used on Amazon to save some dollars, but the Wookiee books I couldn't find. My middle son, my 10-year-old, this year will now tell you that he likes reading. That is a huge miracle in our house. He actually struggled to read for the longest time. It turns out he needed vision therapy, which is totally information for another show, but it he had a hard time moving his eyes across the page. And reading was a chore for him for so long. And he has started, I kind of was forcing him to sit down and read every night before he went to bed. And he started reading Diary of Wimpy Kid books. And he loves them. And he will tell you how much he loves reading now and how that's something new. And I'm really excited about continuing on that path. And I'm concerned that when he hits the end of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series, he might then be struggling to find something new. So I've actually ordered him three books to go under the tree this year. And originally I thought I might get a whole new series for him, but then I rethought that. I don't want to get him a whole series that he might not enjoy. So what I did get him instead was book one of three different series, series, three different series, and... I'm hoping that one of those might be a great series to continue on with after he's done with the current series that he's reading. So the first one is called Big Nate, and I bought that because it seems to be written in a similar style as Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and I thought that would be a great seamless transition. I also bought a book called Spy School for him, thinking that this element of uh, 
I think he could definitely imagine himself being a student in this school as well. And I think that could really grab him. And the last one I got him was the book. There are tons and tons and tons of these books, but it's a book called The Warriors. And I bought him the very first one. I believe it's from a a set. This this series, the Warrior series, has so many books. They've broken down the books into smaller series. So this one is called The Prophecy Begins. And it's about warrior cats. And I'm giggling in my <laughs> behind the microphone because it seems like okay, that's an interesting topic. But he, my son, totally digs cats. So I'm thinking that the the fact that these cats are warriors and there's a huge fantasy world surrounding them might get him interested in this series as well. So those are the three that we're trying out for my 10-year-old. My 12-year-old, that was kind of hard. I also, I actually Googled this as well. Uh, and it was a a book list, and maybe I should do a show just on books for this age group, but it was books for tween boys, like, or even teenage boys. There seems to be no shortage of, like, paranormal romance novels that might be great for a teenage girl, but I wanted something. He's kind of read all of the books that you might recommend to uh, his age. He's read Harry Potter. He's read The Hunger Games. And I really had no idea what books to buy him. And I scoured through a list. I found a list. I'll see if I can link to it in the show notes. I found a list of something of, of books that a middle schooler teacher, middle school teacher had recommended. And she wrote this list that was like unapologetically said, this list has got 83 books on it. But every, these are the ones that everybody loved, and I didn't want to leave any out. So I was combing and combing and combing through this list to try and find something that I thought my 12-year-old would like. So here's what I came up with. And same with him. Uh, some of these are series. Two of them are series that I that I got for him. And I'm hoping to spark that interest in maybe a new series, and um, that was kind of the plan as well. I got him a book called I Am Number Four. And the description of it said, like, number one is gone, number two is missing, number three is dead, and I am number four. And that sounded interesting and exciting. I also got him a book called Noggin, which is about uh, a boy whose head has been replaced by another head, or he got a second chance at life, something like that. And uh, that was, I was questioning that one. I wasn't sure whether or not um, I was going to get that one, but it was award-winning and a lot of people found the humor, that, that it contained a lot of humor, so I'm, I went with that one as well. And then the last one I got was called The Enemy. And it the premise sounds so exciting, especially I thought for him, I thought he could really get into it. And it is a zombie series. And it seems that you turn into a zombie once you reach a certain age. So the book is about these kids who are younger and haven't and and what happens to them. And um, so I thought that that could be a really exciting novel and could really catch his interest as well. Past favorites are Darth Vader and Friends. My six-year-old is super into those. Every one of my kids have been into those at one point. There's Darth Vader and Son, a couple others. Those are super fun books. If you don't already have those, great for even, you know, four or five-year-olds and up. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, which you already talked about, if, if your son is 
able to read those. Those are a great, exciting book, maybe. Uh, and, and I have been giving those at Christmas as they come out. A new one just came out. That'll be under the tree this year. It's one I'm not talking about, but because I've given it every year. Uh, Diary of the Wimpy Kids keep putting new books out, and so we keep getting those. Um, another one, it, Captain Underpants is great for uh, earlier readers with that comic book humorous feel, especially if you're trying to get a reluctant reader interested. Those are great series. And then the, the last one I'm going to throw out there is a little nostalgic, but we bought this time last year, gave... Um, or bought to give the Calvin and Hobbes uh, books, a couple of Calvin and Hobbes books. And it was because I remember pouring through those as a kid. And again, I was looking to engage my reluctant reader. And I, I think that those are super fun and to provide a lot of discussion points because sometimes Calvin makes some really terrible decisions. And so um, those are the books that I'm giving this year and the books that I've given in the past. There you have it. That is what my boys are getting for Christmas this year. That's what's going to be under the tree, in addition to probably a stocking full of socks and toothpaste. Uh, the, those are always in our stockings. Uh, I will have the links to all of these things if you want to check them out for yourself on the show notes. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes on www.boysbuiltbetter.com. If you've got something you think should be added to that list, let me know. I would love to know what your son is getting for Christmas. And we can maybe work as a community to build a great list from expert parents so that uh, we all have great gifts to go to in the future. Thanks again for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. See you next time.